Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We talk today to Paul Hewitt, who's the CEO of RNC Minerals. We discussed 2019 performance. Now, quite a turnaround story there. Paul joined sort of May, June of last year and has shaken things up significantly, reducing costs, consistently producing gold and acquiring a mill along the way uh, amongst his achievements. He gives us an impassioned breakdown of the Q4 numbers, which were, again, as consistent as the rest of the year. Um, we talk about 2020 guidance. Now, quite a few catalyst moments that we can see in here. I think genuine catalyst moments as well, which should meaningfully affect the ASIC, lowering it down towards that $1,000 target that he's aiming for, but also some big growth opportunities as well. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. Hey, Paul, how are you doing, sir? Hey, man, how are you? Not bad, not bad. You're holed up uh, at, at the house with the kids, the wife? Yeah, so look, uh, it's no it's no surprise. I've, I've been saying this for uh, a long time. I've got a beautiful wife and six children, so you can imagine uh, it's a little stir-crazy in the house, but um, we're certainly getting through it and following the guidance from our leaders to make sure that we stay home and do our best to prevent any of this spread. So, um, But you, you can appreciate those young ones. Uh, they feel like there's bars on their rooms here, so they're written, they're ready like Mike Tyson to fight their way out. <laughs> well, I know, I know, we've, we've we've got them all at home as well, with the and with animals and uh, to, to boot. But we, we we will get through this. Look, um, look, th- thanks for the call. We were really pleased to see your uh, fourth quarter numbers come out, and you know, I'd like to talk to you about some of those numbers because I keep saying to people, this is one of the turnaround stories of last year. Um, you know, when you kind of joined uh, a CEO, you know, was it you know May June last year, um, and also I'd like to talk about what 2020 looks like if you if you don't mind, if you can give us some 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 uh, idea of what the plan is, what the, what the what the targets will be, and what what you're hoping to achieve. So, but let's let's kick off with um, the fourth quarter numbers. So you you got to be pleased. Yeah, look, it's hard not to be pleased. In fact. We, on several metrics, we did slightly better than we had anticipated. And I, I think the, the thing to remember here, Matt, is that a lot of these things that we're doing are first time. Uh, it's the first time the company has its own mill. It's the first time the company ever put out guidance. It's the first time we're held accountable to numbers. Uh, you know, let's, let's just talk about our guidance. We, we outperformed our guidance by 2,000 ounces, coming in at 51,000 ounces. A lot of these metrics that are normal for everyone where you, you seem to just go, well, yeah, well, they should be doing it. it's normal. Um, they're big steps because the company had never done it, putting together budgets, uh, uh, mill availabilities. You know, our mill came up significantly by almost 4%. So on metric after metric after metric, all these things together, they pay off. And, and look, the best report card we have is the gold bars at the end of the stream and the cash in the bank. So nobody can deny cash in the bank and the gold bars in, in treasury. But you've always talked about the, the four areas of business that you would look at. Now clearly, you gotta, you, you gotta cut costs. And have you been doing that? I mean, how have you been doing that? What are the things that are working for you on, on just on that first one? Yeah, look, and, and thanks for asking that question because I'll tell you, 
what we look at is really are our efforts working? Are the things we're doing and our plans coming together as anticipated? Uh, and in our situation, we were very clear on identifying four main areas that we believed could cut our all-in sustained costs and get us to that target. We're targeting $1,000 an ounce, which we will get to. So when you think about those four things, one of them was GNA. Um, we realized GNA where it's at, maybe at about $160 an ounce. There's a lot of room for improvement, and we have been working on that. We've been making some tremendous changes in, internally. Uh, we've reduced the office significantly. That's an area that we, we've made some huge changes. We, we talk about people. You, you can never underestimate the people. So we've, we've repeated some of the metrics, but they're worth mentioning. If you talk about putting the right people in place, when I joined Graham Dane, he had two new GMs come. We brought in, them guys had a network. They brought in about 87 people. And let me tell you something, how that is impacting us so much today. We talked about how our turnover rate dropped from 87% down to around 16, 18%. But one thing we didn't mention when we were talking about that is the circle or that network that these guys brought in, most of them were local. Graham was born in Norseman, which is just south of our operations. Those people that followed Graham were around the community. So how does that help us today? We didn't anticipate that before. It was reducing our cost because fly in, fly out. We have a lot less people flying in, flying out. We are able to sustain and keep our operations, our mill running, our doors running, because we don't have such fly in, fly out. And the government are imposing a lot of strict metrics. Look, by having Graham, we've, we've said from day one, putting in the right team matters, and we're seeing it matter so much today. It has helped us. Our productivity rates have increased by 30% in the mine. Our efficiencies in the mill have come up from 93 all the way up to 97%. So when you look and look, every little step matters. These little thing matters and they add to the bottom line. Um, I couldn't be prouder. Look, we said we'd focus on two other areas. So we said GNA, people, top 20 vendors. We have been working long and hard with our top 20 vendors. That is paying off. We're only able to do this because we've turned the ship around. These things are only able to be done because we now have consistent cash flow. We have a balance sheet. We have a strong team. None of these things would have been possible had we not did all the steps and turned this company around. Uh, the last thing we said we were going to focus on was royalties. So those were our four picks. And, and what's the best report card? Well, look at what happened with Morgan Stanley. We've taken a royalty that had been in place for almost 20 years, Matt. We've taken a royalty that was 7% down to 2%. What, what a change. We can't ask for better results. This is phenomenal. We have since unlocked five, not one, not two, five, five new areas. I've never seen something so aggressive so exciting in such a short time so when you think of those four things what's the report card the trend look at it we started here matt first half of the year over 1300 an ounce ac our first quarter running the mill not all alone we had to do some toll milling q3 we drop it to 1183 
The second quarter that we have full production on our own, we drop another $50 ounce. And look, don't ever underestimate what those bushfires and everything else did. We were doing this while we were dealing with a global catastrophe ahead of this COVID-19. So hats off to the team here. I can't be prouder to serve as CEO of this company. These guys are doing a good job and it, it is flowing into, into our numbers, into our reduction in cost, achieving our production. Today, there's a disconnect in the share price, but not a better buying opportunity you're gonna find around anywhere. Well, I've got, that's a very passionate riposte to the 219 figures. I mean, the 2019 figures, I mean, genuinely, I'm impressed with the turnaround bit. I think, and I've not made a secret of that in the marketplace. I've been telling people that this this was phenomenal, what you've done from the base you started with to what you've done is phenomenal. I am interested though, because you've got to keep it going. You can't rest on your laurels, okay? I don't for one second think you will, because you're, if uh, you're passionate with your staff as you are with this interview, I think that they know what you want out of this, which is to continue driving those costs down. So can I just talk about, so Morgan Stanley, you've talked about, you've, you've identified five expiration targets. What does that actually mean? So people watching this, they go, well, great, five expiration targets, but what is that actually gonna convert into in terms of value to them or, or, or for you? So, so let's break it down, all right? Those five. Let's, let's talk about the geophysics first. So if you look at the history of this asset, our mill, that mill was built for the Trident mine. The Trident deposit is right at the plant. It produced a million ounces. And based off memory, somebody would fact check this, but I'm certain it's nine to 10 grams. Somebody could fact check that for me, but nine to 10 gram, a million ounces. We do a, after we renegotiate the Morgan Stanley royalty, we spend approximately $100,000 on geophysics just north of where the plant was built. We discover a brand new trend, five kilometers in strike. This is brand new, not one drill hole. This is completely virgin territory, wide open, but you can clearly see it in the geophysics. There's a structure there that resembles why that plant was built. So that's one target. And, and that's for the future. Now let's talk, let's bring home some stuff that are even closer to us. We, we after renegotiating Morgan Stanley, we have some drill holes in Fairplay. We're already mining Fairplay. How does that transfer into our people? When we had the bushfires in, in December and November, and we were dealing with that, we were very fortunate that our team was proactive getting reagents, and they all, we also had a stockpile. When we bought the plant, there was a stockpile. We burned it up. So what does fair play do? It adds another source. We're not reliant on only two sources to the plant. Now today you have Baloo, Fair Play, and Beta Hunt. Those stockpiles that we had to burn up during the fire seasons are being replenished. We're actually building a stockpile today. We have north of 45,000 tons now. That is extremely good considering we don't know the outcome of the future. None of us can predict what's gonna happen. We're really pleased that the Australian government have been good about mining, not shutting anything down, but having that stockpile surely will help us to get through anything or overcome some of the things we have to do. So we've got the five kilometer strike, new geophysics, we've got fair play, bring it home, we're actually mining it. In. You know, this royalty has only been 
less than three months and we we're already mining in an area the other two are pipelines that will be mined into our mine they're actually included we've just built a new mine plan at at Higginsville or western australia the whole district these assets or projects mouse hollow and hidden secret are now part of our pipeline and they're actually closer to the plant than Baloo. So very exciting pipeline. And the other one is, um, it was, it's Aquarius. It's an underground target. We, we, we announced some of the intercepts over 600 gram over 200 meters, 250 gram over 1.9 meters, extremely high grade, narrow vein, exactly what I've done my whole career. How much more exciting can that be for us? This is a pipeline of stuff that we have directly on our back door within a 50 kilometer radius of our mill. And before I step off, there's the, that, the paleo channels. I know we didn't talk a lot about it, but those are also an area where we're targeting. So unlocking that royalty removed handcuffs in a district that had been in jail for almost two decades here. Okay, so let, let me just cover a lot of things there. Um, Higginsville, you've always said the productivity is up from was 93, 94% up to 97%. Great news. Okay. But with these stockpiles, how quickly can you replenish or get back to where you were? Or what are your plans of, you know, how, how big do you build that stockpile whilst you're doing everything else, you know, for, you know, for prevention of any future catastrophe? Or So look, Matt, having a stockpile is very proactive in giving ourselves much needed insurance. The way to look at a stockpile is these guys are being proactive and it's insurance. The size of the stockpile depends on the throughput. And in our case, having a 80 to 100,000 ton stockpile is very beneficial because that's about two and a half months of run rate. With that being said though, we wouldn't want to generate a stockpile of two to 300,000 tons. Our, our next step should be, well, why don't you put it through the mill? And, and it'll flow into what I wanted to talk to you about. It's the ore sorters. We had a team on the ground. They were there. They were working on it. We did the initial test results. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they had to leave site. But we did get some initial results. Uh, initially, we're seeing anywhere from screening or scalping off 20 to 30%. That, that's a big difference, Matt. Think of any time if you're going to haul... From any of our sources, if this, you know, once we get this completed, if we can scalp off 20% of the tons instead of moving 100,000 tons at $7 a ton, running it through the mill at, at $29 a ton, you're going to do 80,000 tons instead of 100,000, but get the same amount of ounces. Well, then you're you're really doing something smart here. So I know it's early. We didn't complete the work, but we had started. We were excited about the initial results. It appears positive. Once we're allowed and once we're permitted, we will really step that up and, and follow through with it. So back to your question about your question is stockpile. What's the rate? In our case, 80 to 100,000 ton gives us that insurance that we want, that flexibility so that if anything happens, we need to anticipate. And our risk register, obviously we have a number one risk is potentially getting shut down by the government. Um, we could potentially run the mill alone because you could run that plant with six or seven people in way different areas. So the social distance would be simple. We're anticipating the worst, preparing for the worst, 
hoping for the best. Um, putting in these insurances will help us so that we wouldn't have to deplete our cash. You know, we're in a very unique position, Matt. Let's face it, not a lot of juniors have the cash that we had. We ended the year strong. We were actually ready for this. None of us knew this was coming. Look, there's nobody in the world. I'm 51 years old. I've never seen anything like it. You talk to somebody who's 80 years old, they've never seen anything like it. We were we were ready. We're, we're blessed that we have a strong balance sheet. We can get through this. We will get through this. Putting the stockpile just gives us that much more strength, not having to burn up cash, and, and making sure we deliver. Look, we, we haven't even changed our guidance. I'm looking every day. You look at any press release out there. Um, everybody is changing their guidance because things are, are, are evolving. They're so fluid. And that might happen to us. I'm not saying it's not. I'm, don't get me wrong here. But we haven't yet. And that's a reflection, again, on Graham, the team, us being prepared, readiness, having reagents there, having people that are local instead of fly in, fly out. So we're running with about 80% of our people here. We're being proactive. We're taking care of their health. We were the first company to hire a nurse to put her on staff at the airport, making sure people don't come in with it. If any had anyone had any symptoms, we make sure we quarantine them. We are taking so much steps to be so proactive to help make sure we get through this, the health and safety of our employees, and that it doesn't disrupt our, our business plan and it doesn't harm us internally. So there's a lot of things here that we're doing to tick the boxes to make sure that that guidance remains in place and that we deliver. We're known for one thing. We could do a hundred things right. And if we make one mistake, people won't forget. We're doing everything we can to prevent that, to be as proactive as we can, anticipate as much as we can. And we have a reputation of delivering. It won't change in this company. Okay. That reputation I've had in my career will not change in RNC. Okay, I, I, I don't doubt it. And and again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you loud and clear. I think there's a lot of things that you've said there which probably need you know, exploring. I know, I know you've got to, you've got to go, but um, you know, if we if you get a chance with your your communications to clarify what does going from um, you know ninety three ninety four percent up to ninety seven mean in terms of dollar terms for you through the mill? When will you know? I know you've done some initial testing with the ore sorter. Twenty percent is huge. Thirty percent is obviously bigger. Um, what does that mean for you in terms of the throughput? In terms of um, you know reducing that ASIC even further. You know the, all these sorts of numbers. We you know we as in, you know, investors would like to understand what the impact is going to be on the on the bottom line. But I think given given the timeline, I want to finish off with a, a big question for you, if I, if I may, which is you have seen the benefit of the negotiations with Morgan Stanley hitting your numbers in Q1. You have been in conversation with Mavericks, but it's all quiet on the Western Front there. What's happening? When will we know? Um, and you know, when, when do you think we can start to see the benefits of that? Because they, they I mean, the royalty that they have is it's, it's one of the biggest in the world. I mean, it's, I, I've not seen a number like it. Um, you obviously have entered discussions, presumably, to re reduce that or come to a different set of terms. Have you got anywhere? Yeah, so let me just start by saying we're not oblivious to it. We know that it's a very large royalty. We get that. Um, we get that 
it's our responsibility uh, to do our very best to renegotiate this in some form or another. We have to be tactful in this situation where it has to be mutually beneficial for both companies. There has to be a plan. These things, this is not specific to RNC. People do this. There are royalty companies that renegotiate things all the time. We we are looking for solutions that are mutually beneficial to both companies. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're still in discussions and, and that needs to progress. We need to continue on that path. Do I expect similar similar results to what we had with Morgan Stanley? No, I don't. That, that's for someone to think, well, he's going to go from seven down to two. We have about a seven and a half percent right now. And look, I'm not disclosing anything that everybody doesn't know. People know it's a seven and a half, it's a six plus one and a half percent. It is big. Um, Will it go to 2% like Morgan Stanley? I've never, ever said that. I don't expect it to do that. I expect it can get a lot better than where it is today. Uh, and, and I'll just close it there, Matt, because it is something that's very important to us. I know it's important to them as well. And I'm hopeful that we will find a mutually beneficial solution for both companies. It's that simple. Finish up here. The world's slightly changed in the last few weeks. A lot of the conferences that you were going to go to and continue your marketing around the world, um, you know, they're not happening. I think a lot more people are going online and I think you, you'll probably be doing a lot more marketing online with people like us, um, you know, which, you know, which obviously is a real change, but I think for the mining sector as a whole, because it's not so traditionally, uh, you know, big marketing um, sector or vertical. Um, what are you know how are you going to be able to reach the institutional investors the way that you used to without traveling around because you know we, 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 we have talked in the past about trying to get that balance between retail and institutional investment into the company how's that going are you finding yourself restricted in any way yeah so let's let's just look at some of the actual so uh, I was looking at a report here just before the board meeting we have actually added 15 new institutional names to our story. Um, that, that's that's, huge. that's pretty significant. Yeah, that's pretty 15 new institutions that were not shareholders before we started this turnaround. Hmm. Uh, how do we meet them? It is very important that we, look, if I'm asking my people, Graham and everyone in Australia to go to work every day and be healthy and be safe, then I have to be willing as a CEO to serve them as well and step out of my comfort zone and do whatever that is I have to do, whether it's a pick up the phone and get on a video call. If that's what we need to do, then by God, we will do it. We are going to take those steps. We are going to think differently. We're coming up on a call here on April 1st. We'll set up one-on-one -on -one meetings with people virtually. Uh, if people don't have that ability, we'll set up calls. We will not sit on our hands while we ask our, our other members of our team to go in there day in, day out and mine this ore and put it through the plant. So on us, we just need to think differently, stay healthy. We, we can't be arrogant and, and then get out there and get sick. None of us, me getting sick or any one of my executives getting sick is, is not a really good solution. So we've got to stay healthy. And, and think differently. And we already are. You know, Oliver, 
my senior vice president of corporate development and investor relations, he was on the call talking about several metrics of video conferencing, things we're already doing uh, and we're going to be doing different. Look, we, we've got, um, we were just announced here last week, uh, two of our, two of our research analysts have us in their top three picks of the year. So for 2020, one of them, I think, I believe we're number one pick for the year. Uh, the other one just announced a couple days ago that we're in their top three choices of gold turnaround stories for the year. We owe it to our shareholders to, to continue this story, to continue to deliver, to continue to think differently, challenge ourselves, work outside of the box. Our share price will follow. You don't have success operationally uh, with people, with ending gold bars, ending treasury, without that share price following at some point. There's a disconnect today. It won't be there forever. We will be rewarded for those long hours, the sacrifices and the efforts we've put forward. Okay, you've, you've been building up your, this is the final one, honestly, this time. You've been building up. Yeah, you keep saying that. I know, I know, I'm really so bad. A lot of credibility. I I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Um, you have been building up your cash position. You have been producing free cash flow. I mean, that's what I, that's what I'm excited about for you guys. Because you've said to me somewhere in this conversation, you your guidance for 2020 is not being adjusted for bushfires, for COVID, for any reason. You haven't taken the opportunity to say I'm going to reduce my guidance here because you feel that you can deliver and continue to deliver consistently that's that's what you, i've heard so that says to me your free cash flow will continue to happen you will continue to build a cash reserve and that's going to give you optionality to do some things um so i gotta ask two questions one are you going to be raising any money this year to your knowledge today is that in your thinking at the moment Absolutely not. Look, no, we have okay. no reason to be raising money and giving up our paper at these levels is, is really not a very wise decision for me at all. Okay. What do you do with this cash? You're building cash, but you know, cash is just cash. Cash, which creates value, is more exciting to shareholders. So today, do you have any plans look, for that cash? Yeah. So look, organic growth is really, really directly in front of us. We have five new areas that we've discovered um, we are going to be following up because we have cash we are able to follow up on those exploration opportunities and we are certainly doing that this pipeline look aquarius that turns into an underground mine that could be double or triple the average grade of the beta hunt uh, underground deposit you think that's that's extremely exciting for us I, that's what i've done my whole career man my whole career starting off as a miner in Dimmons, Ontario, I was drilling and blasting in those narrow veins. So I know what it's like. This is there's there's tremendous opportunity in front of us and we have the flexibility and option to do something about it because of our cash position. Paul, thanks so much. Matt. That was you, you are I don't know what time of the morning it is there, but you're full of energy. I, I want whatever you're drinking. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> That's life in a house with six kids. True, you know? you, you've probably been up for four hours. Uh, <laughs> well, look, um, I hope you hope you uh, make it through this uh, period that we're in at the moment safely with this, with this uh, pandemic of uh, that we're all um, suffering. Um, 
Great news about the company last year. Well done. I'm excited to see you keep delivering this year. Sounds like you've got some big things ahead of you. I hope they have an impact. Uh, I think like a lot of people, I'm wondering what on earth is keeping the share price down because it's no reflection of the company that we've analyzed and see in front of us. So keep it going. You know, before I sign off, I just wanted to say, uh, I, I can't remember the exact number, so I won't give a number, but I know that our we are really pleased that our short position is almost like obsolete. It's extremely, extremely low, which is very beneficial. Um, and I don't want to give you the exact numbers. Maybe you can research them or get one of my guys, but mm -hmm. I know that they've been cut down to next to nothing. Uh, we looked at the top 30 short. We're not even near anywhere near that. Whereas before we would always be in the top 10. So yeah, look in, in closing, RNC is in a different position. We're very passionate about what we do. We'll continue to deliver. We'll make sure our people stay healthy. And, and our shareholders, those that are with us that are continuing to buy, they'll be rewarded. They're not going to regret it. So um, onwards and upwards. Indeed, sir. Okay, well, thanks for your time. And we'll speak to you again. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.